Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody. Before you get to your show, it's DJ and Bucky here with Move the Six to tell you what's coming up on our latest episode. DJ and I are going to break down the top 50 list that we both are producing prior to the combine. Some interesting conversations about some of the top prospects. Check it out. Move the Six podcast. NFL.com slash podcast. iTunes or YouTube. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what is up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Hopefully everyone out there is doing well. we got the Wizkid from Wisconsin behind the glass, Alex Gelhar. What's up? Not too much. Just uh, down on some more coffee here. Was up a little little later than I wanted to be last night, but it was good. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Well, we had uh, Matt Harmon's uh, friend Naomi was in town. We okay. had Marcus and uh, Ebony over and Franchise and... Mrs. Franchise, even though they're not married. <laughs> and uh, we had dinner, and then after everybody left, uh, I was just cleaning up, and uh, I just that. couldn't sleep. Also, okay, Charlie, uh, Charlie, I think, was upset that there was so much entertaining going on that wasn't pertaining to him. And, uh, <laughs> you got jealous? He betrayed me and, and peed in my bed, so then I had to wow. take everything off. Wow. Are you kidding me? Yep. Yep. Wow. No. So I didn't have time. It was like midnight, really? so I didn't have time to wash everything, so I just had to throw it off and like clean it and then makeshift a new bed. Oh, <laughs> wow, Charlie. That's So, weird. yeah, we're going to have we're going to have it out later tonight when I get home. That's Yo, that's really not cool. It's not cool, Charlie. That is not, not cool. cool. <laughs> MG my guy Marcus Grant and the one and only the great Fantasy Maverick himself Adam Rank joining the podcast today as well. Hello, so, James. So, what is the recourse like uh now Charlie belongs to Matt Harmon. Correct. So, oh, good morning to you by the way. Uh do you punch him? Like what? Is, like there's <laughs> that's, Har- think, that's lit- you mean Harmon, right? Not Harman. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right across the Charlie's face. What I'm going to do is like put on that cheesy like learn a lesson sitcom music and like okay. sit down with Charlie on the couch and be like, now listen, Charlie. <laughs> just because you know we weren't all paying attention to you doesn't mean you need to do something to grab attention like this. <laughs> but here's, here's the real question: Why didn't like he? That. Why didn't he pee on Matt Harmon's bed? I think his door was closed because with uh, Naomi and town there's like clothes everywhere and stuff so they didn't they didn't want like wow clothes everywhere that. this was like a this she's living like out a, of a suitcase this for is a like week, a, rank would a you gary marshall rom <laughs> <laughs> where they're just throwing clothes everywhere uh so i don't what? think they wanted that 
open to the to the guests, and I just my bedroom door was open, and Charlie took advantage. This is a great story. I it's, I didn't realize. I didn't even think it. It just kind of spun out, and now we're, <laughs> this is a what great, a way to welcome everybody to the podcast. What a great story. We're going to be talking about the NFC North: Minnesota Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears, and. The AFC East as well. Patriots. Wow, it's Jets. like two a days here. I know, I love it. Patriots, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, uh, and basically giving a post mortem and kind of a look ahead into 2016. But uh, you know, here's the big thing today, right? We can't get around. If you're in the NFL, if you're into if if you're into the National Football League, today begins the combine. Well, not quite. People are going to. All of our friends that are working there are traveling to the combine. I believe the events and well, like not. Act, uh, athletic events, but press conferences and stuff oh, right. where a lot of rumors and smoke will be spewed start on Thursday, which you can watch on NFL Network. Really, what, what today is, though, it's like the start of Combine coverage. There you go. That's where Combine mania. I love it. And uh, and uh, Alex Yahar, you got a great piece on the fantasy side, right? Dot yes. NFL.com. Find it NFL.com slash fantasy or in uh, the app still if you are, were kind enough to still have that downloaded or on Twitter. But I broke down, I think, about 20 guys to keep an eye on for fantasy uh, at this upcoming Combine event. All right, so who are you looking for? <laughs> you got 20 guys on the 20 on the guys. List, uh, give me, like, two guys right. that you're really interested in. The two I'm the most curious to watch are uh, Kenneth Dixon okay. coming back from – Louisiana Tech, because uh, I haven't done a ton of film study yet on these prospects, but he was one I dove into a little bit, and I really liked what I saw. And I know several other people in draft Twitter and some other really smart analysts uh, have him ranked very highly as well. So I'm curious to see, um, because he came from a smaller school, how he tests. And I hope that he has some good numbers so he can land in a good team. And the second one I'm very curious to watch is Braxton Miller, because quarterback, super athletic, transitioning to wide receiver. Right. Like, He's still a little raw, but I'm just curious to see. Like people were saying, apparently, I think just like off the cuff, he ran around a four three forty at Ohio State, what? <laughs> just like for funsies. Okay. So I'm curious to see what his official time will be yeah, and uh, all sure. his other his other measurables and stuff. I'm disappointed. Laquan Treadwell said he's not going to run the forty. I'm disappointed in that. Come well, on. I mean, I think if, if he runs, because you know, everybody's anticipating he's not going to post a great time, and then suddenly you're getting really picked apart. I mean, you know, they're already. Some small questions about him being able to get separation, that sort of thing. If he comes out and he runs like a four six or something like that, then people, you know, then the freak out is going to be on, and you know, all the, all the other good things that you see about him on tape are somehow going to get washed away behind one kind of you know semi meaningless number. Gosh, a four six would would be bad, and and I'm assuming that because he's opting not to, either he's nursing an injury and or he's worried about that four. Well, six. he has been training for a while, wasn't seeing the results he wanted, switched trainers, wow. and apparently wasn't going to be ready to go in time to run at the combine. Interesting. Yeah, he just needs to get somewhere in that f- four or five range. I mean, that's pretty much all you need to get to, given his uh, production, his size. Um, his ball skills and everything like that. So I, I'm I'm surprised and disappointed, quite frankly. Uh, a, uh, Adam Rank, who are you looking for? Bubba Watson. Okay. <laughs> oh. that's I mean, that's I'll be watching golf over the Bub- weekend. Bubba Watson, or basketball or something. <laughs> I listen. I you don't love, watch combine coverage. I go back and watch it after the fact. Okay. I don't sit there. I'm not going to sit there and watch it like a crazy person. Okay. Like, what happens is. Is you find out the cool stuff that happens on Twitter. Yeah. Then you go seek out the videos and you watch it and you're like, okay. And I knock it out in about an hour and a half. I, I got to say, it is hard to, it's almost impossible to watch some of these guys. I have a full DVR still, too. <laughs> okay. Got, I'm, I'm uh, not giving up on vinyl. 
So I want to give the second episode a, a shot. And uh, there's plenty of other stuff, too. Okay. Binge watching New Girl, whatever. Like, there's lots of things. I'll, I'll learn about it from Twitter. Sure. Go back and seek it out. Well, sure. maybe a better question is who would you like to see perform well then? That's, that's the one thing. Like, the, the, the guy that I would really be the most interested in, uh, Treadwell, is a guy who's not running, and there's really no incentive for these guys. Like, why would you? Like, you'd have to be a crazy person to go out and run in the combine or do any drills in the combine when you can just have your pro day and have all the factors set up in your favor. And really, these scouts are just looking for a reason to validate their opinion. It's a lot like fantasy, in effect. Like, you, if you are pro Eddie Lacy, yeah. then you're only going to wait until all the good news about Eddie Lacy comes out and be like, see, told you, he's losing weight, or anything like that. <laughs> That's the way the combine is. These scouts went out and watched them, and if you've been somebody who's been scouting Paxton Lynch, you're going to wait till something good happens and be like, see, this validates everything I've been saying about it. Well, it's hard, though, because – and the reason the combine is so important is because – um, some a lot of weeks these guys go up against subpar competition, right? So it, it's it's basically what are their raw numbers going to look like, and, and does it match to what we've seen on tape? Because a lot of times the highlights are very misleading. Because I, I mean, I think about Alabama, um, uh, Alabama, or, or even going back to USC guys, right? Like they had the best offensive line. They were going up against weaker uh, weaker defenses. Not every single week, but there was a lot of weeks they could take off. And so their numbers may not necessarily be indicative of what they can do in the pros. And I think that's why the combine is so intriguing, because it kind of does normalize everything out. If you're participating in a, deca- in a decathlon. <laughs> okay, very good point. I that, still want to see them no, no, competing true. against players. I mean, I, that's that, the USC analogy is very nice. And then when they would go to a bowl game and play Oklahoma in the championship, they would blow them out by 50 points. Destroy them. So I don't think – I think uh, choose a different example. So. <laughs> I just want to mark the day and time that Adam Rank stood up for you. Yeah, I see. I know. Exactly. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this. <laughs> MG, what you got? Uh, I'm I'm sort of on board with Gelhar. The guy I really want to pay attention to is, is Kenneth Dixon. Uh, I haven't t- watched a ton of tape about him, and I, I, I hear a lot of the – I won't say hype, but I know a lot of people are big on him. Yeah, they are. What little tape I watched, what I came away with is he is – and I don't, I don't mean this in a derogatory sort of way, but people okay. are going to take it that way. Somewhere between, you know, kind of a, a combination of C.J. Spiller and Gio Bernard, maybe not quite as fast. And I don't think those guys are bad players. I know that, you know, C.J. Spiller kind of has this stigma. Up. He's not a bad player. C.J. Spiller's a bad player. One, the dude was a beast at Clemson. Okay. He had, a, you know, his first couple of years in the, in the league were slow because they used him mostly on kick returns. When he finally got a chance to be a running back, he had two really good years in Buffalo. Then last year, obviously, was not good at all. Gio Bernard, not a bad player. It's certainly a nice option out of out of the backfield, especially as a pass catcher. Um, and I think I see a lot of that out of Kenneth Dixon, where I don't know that he's a guy who comes in and is just a three-down back right away. He's a nice kind of change of pace oh, option, a pass is. catch. I think he's a pass catching back right now. And I, I want to see more from him, especially in terms of I don't really get hung up on 40 times, but I do want to see what his straight-line speed is going to be at the Combine this week. Uh, I'm thinking I'm, I'm really looking forward to some of the quarterbacks. How are they going to throw? Uh, I know a lot of these guys won't throw. But I th- is Carson Wentz no, going to throw? All of them are throwing, I think, actually. I believe are they, they are. I believe they are. Carson, I'd love to see what Carson Wentz looks like um, suited up out there next to some you know, legit athletes. Uh, Miles Jack, I want to see if he's coming back uh, from his injury A-OK. He can't, be, he can't be doing any drills, right? 
Uh, I don't Is know. It's been a while plan? since he since he had the surgery, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he throws up a couple of. Uh, I, I mean, he probably oh, won't run the forty. Presses, yeah, some something. bench presses and stuff like, like that. I can't. Miles Jack and Jalen Smith are two guys who have huge injury concerns hanging over them. Right. But I feel like whichever team ends up drafting them, agreed, are going to be stoked. Maybe a year from now, it'll yep. it'll be the same thing that happens this year with Jacksonville. When Dante Fowler comes back, yeah, and they have because uh, old drafts. What if, what if Joey Bosa drops or whoever they, they get Bosa and Fowler, the, and they whoa. get like and they all of a sudden they have two first round picks this season. It's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. Can we like, take Miles Jack and put him in our game as a like a tight end or something? That's the thing. I it's mean, like, he was a running back was for a while. I agree. He was I a agree. Back. I agree. I th- where are we talking about the? How do we get him in there? I think we talked about that last week. And we need to put JJ Watt in as a TED. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How is he not a TEDE? That's what we need. That's what we need there. Um, and, and Zeke Elliott, of course, uh, for me, is a guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, to your point, uh, I hope that all the numbers validate my right? eye. Right? <laughs> but it also it, – Of Zeke Elliott. It's one he of those, is a beast. It's one of those things that – the numbers, again, get too misleading. Because I remember – like when TJ Yeldon came out last year. Okay. And everybody was like, oh, he's too slow and he can't do this. I'm like, you know what? That's what they said about Emmett Smith. When he came out and like he ended up being pretty good and there's running back. I, I was reading some piece where it was like Ezekiel Elliott hits the hole too fast, bulls over running uh, over defenders way too much. You're like, what are they talking about? Are they just trying to find reasons not to like this guy? I, I think that he's going to go out and be pretty effective. But the one guy, if you're going to pick another running back to keep a Derrick Henry. Is another because he's so huge. He's, he's huge. such a massive huge. person. He's unbelievably and huge. You and like, see him like towering over Mark Ingram. Yeah, that, that's that's the one thing. Game, it's like what? That's the one thing that stood out the most was how he he towered over him. And over and a couple of weeks ago, Eric Dickerson was walking around this building here, and people might not. Well, a lot of people who are listening to this probably didn't watch right. uh, him play in the NFL. But he's six two, and he's like a tall dude. And you're mm-hmm. like, God, man, like. There's guys like you see Terrell Davis walking around here, and somebody asked me one time, "You're like, hey, would, could could you imagine trying to tackle him?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're like the same age. Like, I if I would have played at Cal State Fullerton, and he was at Long, when he was at Long Beach State, I would have been tasked with it. I can I could imagine that. I he's imposing, but it's not like ah whatever. Like Eric Dickerson today, I'm afraid of. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I I wouldn't get off my block. I would hold that offensive tackle yeah. close to me and be like, yeah, I couldn't get off the block. I don't know. I do I do hope Henry tests well because it seems like a lot of people are trying to pile on on him for whatever reason. I and, just don't uh, see his game translating. And he, I think I think it can translate. But I I was listening to a good podcast. Uh, Sigmund Bloom from Football Guys yeah. does uh, on the couch, and he had Josh Norris, who's a great draft analyst, and actually wrote the profiles here once upon a time. But they were talking about Derrick Henry and just about how like how enticing it could be for a team and how demoralizing it would be for a defense if in the fourth quarter the team had the lead and they're just like, here you go, Derek, and just feed him 15 times in the fourth quarter to batter a defense into submission. Well, somebody had a mock draft that extended it into, into the second round, Yeah, and they had Dallas drafting him. Derek Henry. Could you imagine? That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Perfect. <clears throat> I think he's he needs to find the right system. He's not going to be one of these guys that, that can go anywhere and play and play well. That's a lot of these guys, though. Uh, I agree, but it's I think, funny but no, I agree with you what you're saying. But he's such a high-profile guy, and a lot of these high-profile guys, unlike Derrick Henry, in my opinion, will succeed anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, and it, it's not just a he's he needs to absolutely be in the right system. But running backs, they have such a short window that I feel like you could get into the wrong system and then do absolutely not, or not necessarily not do anything. But not have your career translate to where it would have been if you'd been able to fall. It's also the same thing with these quarterbacks too, because whoever Cleveland drafts is doomed. 
<laughs> it's over. Good. Yeah. The guy, the guy who I hope Jared Goff doesn't go there. If San Francisco drafts a quarterback, that guy's going to be ruined for a long time. And then somebody like Kevin Hogan will go in the fourth round. He'll go to New Orleans, who drafts him as a backup or something like that, where he'll be a backup for a couple of years. And all of a sudden, he's a Kirk Cousins-esque quarterback no. who comes out and just starts flinging the run. Oh, I, I, can, I can guarantee uh, you, Kevin Hogan. You're, gar- wearing, you're wearing your stand <laughs> Seriously, you just, don't, you just don't want Kevin Hogan to be better than Jared yeah. Goff. I mean, Listen, just, just own it. I can right? guarantee you, <laughs> just Kevin own Hogan. It. There's one person in here. <laughs> There's one person in this room who's a little sore with Stanford today. Uh huh. Our top rival. Oh, you're your top rival. Our top rival. Your top rival. Well, I know Arizona State Jeez. kind of emerged with, during the Dustin Pedroia era. Will you stop? Oh my God! Can we please Will move on? No, I'm just saying. Stanford's top rival uh-huh. is Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, really, baseball. We've really turned to college in baseball. baseball. Now. Yeah, we've turned. We've turned. Everybody, college. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Please don't leave us. Please. Let's start talking about Charlie <laughs> urinating on more articles of clothing <laughs> and furniture. Let's That's see. that was our lead off. That was that, that was, was our tie in to why I'm having more coffees. <clears throat> I was up late. Not a, not well, a this, filibuster on I was, Cal State I Fullerton baseball. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm doing is is I'm showing. See, James is very biased. He's very one sided. I'm open minded. The Cardinal took two or three from Cal State Fullerton over the weekend. First, yet, of, all, first of all, and yet, I love Andrew Luck. I yet, love I, Andrew and Luck because he transcends. Oh, he's tra- your hatred. Right. Okay. So now you've got excuses. I should I should okay. be having an axe to grind. No, we're with not grinding the, uh, an axe. We're talking about the, the Minnesota, Cardinals, Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Who was worried about Thank Adrian you, Peterson at the ripe Smooth. old age of thirty-one? Uh, I guess I'll ask you this. Uh, let's say you've got uh, any pick you want uh, in the first round. Uh, where do you take AP? Bruh. Second well, round for sure. Say this, this guy's already said he's. I know what um, I I don't. I don't want this to come in. I, I don't want this to turn into. How about the, this? How about this? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I, I just. I, I don't want it to, to turn into the. Um, I never draft a quarterback early mantra that some people have to repeat okay. over and over again. Okay. Okay. So I, I. I will say right up front that okay. I. I would prefer to draft yes. a wide receiver, but if you're looking for a running back in the first round, there you go. You can take him. He would be one of the top three running backs off the board with me. I think he's there with Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, two guys who I prefer because of their, their youth. And, yeah. uh, Le'Veon Bell, because of his offense, I feel that it's a lot sure. better. Todd Gurley, because how good he is. But Adrian Peterson, I, I look at the age of 31, and I know he sat out a full season, sure. so he didn't have that going. I think that he can continue to do it. I think he's going to be one of these guys that I understand that the mean is – 30 is the drop-off, but if you look over the course of history, there have been some guys who have been able to thrive no after question. the age of 30. Absolutely. Walter Payton, uh, I think Evan Smith even had some good years after the age of 30. I think Adrian Peterson will be one of those guys we look back on uh, over his career and say, like, oh, yeah, he was fine after 30. So if you want a running back in the first round, he's got to be one of your top three. I mean, I really feel like at this point you you believe in Adrian Peterson until he gives you a reason to not believe in him anymore, and and so far that hasn't really happened. I went I, and I'm pulling up pulling up his numbers because I, I just had a I felt like without even looking that somehow he didn't have as many carries or many touches this year because I noticed you know the Vikings would use Jerk, Jerk McKinnon sure. occasionally Matt Asiata a lot more on third downs this gross. year, but yeah, yep. it is gross. But mm. I, I mean, in, in reality. He had 327 carries this year. I mean, that's the third most ever for him in his career. Is that right? Yes. 
Three, it's God. 327 carries. He had 30 catches. I mean, so he was still seeing the ball a ton. Also, yeah. his 327 carries were the most in the league this year. Yeah. I mean, so he's still getting a lot, a lot of work. And Is so that even, not a red flag, though? Uh, Well, not really. I mean, one, because as Rank said, he did have the full year off. So, I mean, he'll be 31. But I, you know, I said last year that, you know, that you know his age 30 season counted his, as his age 29 season. So he had the year off. And so... You know, I, I still, like I said, I think he's a top five fantasy running back, and, and until he gives me a reason to no longer believe, I'm still on board. Is he a one through three pick, or is he a seven through ten pick? <sighs> That's tough. That really is tough. I would say he's probably more of a seven through ten for me. But... Uh, I I think I'm still, as much as often as I will probably take in leagues, depending on where I draft wide receivers or other positions in the first round, I could still see Peterson being a top top three guy just his consistency you know and every year where he didn't get you know dogged by an injury he's had over a thousand yards and over 10 touchdowns like that's just that's take it to the bank consistency right there that you can't really you know you're not going to find elsewhere so don't you feel like go ahead but who is he competing against when you get outside of the top two uh, you're looking at somebody like Eddie Lacy, who's been battling uh, weight issues issues over the last couple of years. Yes, Jamal Charles, his injuries. injuries. I mean, you can look at a da- lot of David these. Johnson's the only one that is like enticing that doesn't have an injury. That's injury. that. That's a good one, but that's also from the C.J. Anderson school of like, do I really want to believe what I right. saw over the half of a season instead of somebody who's been doing it year in year out? Um. Yes, you do. Um, but what I would say is that I, don't you guys feel like the running back position is just going to be – there's going to be crazy variance in the first two rounds because there's going to be a lot of managers, I think, that are going to say, you know what, man, I'm not I'm not touching AP until round two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, some some people might say, hey, listen, David Johnson, nice story. I'm not buying in until round late round two, early round three. Uh, some, but somebody else, like you, like you say, Alex, might say, AP, he's there at four. Absolutely, I'll take him. Yeah. Right? I, AP, to me, can fall in a wide variety of, well, of ranges. Right now, and obviously this is, what, late February we're talking here. Right. Uh, fantasy Football Calculator's ADP has him at number six overall. At number six overall? Yep. Yeah, but okay. those are the kookiest of the kook. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. This is, I mean, it's, you were talking about the real diehard. I mean, if you're. If you're these are the sharps. I mean, yeah. look, I will not lie to you. I did a mock draft on Adam, you know, baby. Like last, I did one last week. <laughs> oh, no, week. no. I'm, I'm I, one of them. I did one last week. <laughs> I'm one of them. Um, so, yeah, Adrian Peterson right now amongst, you know, guys like us, people like us, I should say, are yeah. uh, coming off the board at around six. You know what it's like? It's like these people are the equivalent of the, the people who go to Star Wars on the first night. Okay. I don't who know can, any of those people. Who can tell the difference between Darth Maul and Savage Oprah. Like, they're those kind of, like, nerdy, <laughs> like, they know who R five D four is. You make that joke and everybody's laughing, but then you can get you can get into a league. You can get into a league where everybody is still traditional and is going to be drafting. That's right. Nine running backs go in the first round, or you know, I know my friends that I play with in my league of record. All my friends from Corona, California, have now I think come around, and I know like eight wide receivers will be going in the first round because they, they just it just snowballs. It's Which a means yeah. you can go and snag David Johnson, which is great. <laughs> which is great, and it's one of those things like you just where. So when I like to talk about things, that I just want to rank him by position. Okay. Uh, so quickly then, is anyone ever drafting a Vikings wide receiver again? How dare you? Nope. Have we all been, have we ever, all been ever drafting one ever? What about Stephon Diggs? I like Diggs. 
That's what. I mean, that's, that's why a, it's a question. I'll, I'll, take, oh, yeah. I'll take Diggs. I'll take Diggs. He can, he's going to go in the double digit rounds. I mean, oh uh, no, I, he might not even get drafted, folks. Stop it. He's going to be fine. Listen, where did what, you're saying he, Diggs is going to go in single digit rounds? That's what you're he saying. Be Stephon like Diggs round nine. Yeah. No, he's not. When you start looking at the wide Ooh, receiver and the depth no, chart, listen, he's going to take a step up. He, I agree with you. He is. I love not, Stephon Diggs. I mean, people get too crazy. I, Odell Beckham Jr. has ruined it. <laughs> for everybody, because now everybody expects that these rookies are going to come out and put up 1,500 yards. And it's like, look, Stephon Diggs, and to some extent, Amari Cooper also falls into this category, too. Is like they would have great stretches, and then the defensive coordinators kind of find ways to scheme around them and take them out of the game a little bit. And they struggle down the stretch, and you're like, oh, this guy sucks. But don't throw them away like that, because this now that they have a full, they're going to have a full offseason to work with their coaches, uh, first a full offseason for the offensive coordinators to get them involved more, and you will see these guys start taking steps up. I don't think that Diggs is going to have the Allen Robinson-esque jump, but I believe – not this, that type of player either. No, 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 he's really not. But he's really – he's he's going to be a good value, and if you get him around Ryan – not round nine. Like you're already, you already have three receivers by round nine. The defense in the running game is too strong, I think, for 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 Diggs to really have that Allen Robinson type season. I, I mean, the, I'm not saying that he would. Oh no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just saying for the listeners out there, because you know, you, you think about, uh, you think about what the Jacksonville Jaguars are like. They, their defense was porous. Their quarterback was given a lot of turnovers. They had to play from behind a lot, and that's kind of what led to Allen. And don't get me look, Allen Robinson can flat out play. He's a baller. I feel but, like this is borderline besmirching the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on you notice. Know, okay. I'm on notice. Okay. Here's no, a you warning. You can't speak ill of <clears throat> Duvall. Or uh, I will also say Jarek McKinnon to me, super deep sleeper. Um, I love him. If, you, if you're going to you know, pay whatever price you're going to pay to go get Adrian Peterson, absolutely do have to handcuff him to Jarek McKinnon. He's a clear-cut number two. Keep in mind he's a converted uh, option quarterback. He's got his measurables are unbelievable. Believable. He is a tremendous athlete, and I truly believe he's coming into his own. Um, and so, yeah, if you're going to take AP, definitely find yourself, once you get to around 10, 11, 12, start thinking about Jarek McKinnon. Am I am I weird, though, for looking at Cordero Patterson, Charles Johnson, yes. Stephon Diggs? A little bit. Oh. And immediately thinking okay. Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, Mike Williams. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, not, not in terms of, like, off-field stuff. I mean, just in terms of, like, you know, expectation expectations not met. Yeah, on field like that was that's my uh, I, the, the thing about that situation though is that they have a better quarterback. Teddy Two Gloves to me is a, is a real pro, um, and I, he seems dedicated to to improving. I hope so. I mean, I was I was I was underwhelmed this past year. By I agree. Team. I but I think they took the keys out of his hands. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um, I think if they start relying on him a little bit more, he's still so young, man. He's still so young, but if they if they start giving him a little bit more responsibility, I do expect him to shine because he again I just love the fact that he's such a pro. All right, Green Bay Packers. Uh, the big storyline, no doubt about it, is Eddie Lacy. Will he lose the weight? There's so- pun intended. Yes, <laughs> yes, he big will. Story. <laughs> big story. Big story. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's going to he's going to you know connect with Tony Horton. He's going to be P ninety out. Yes. Try your best and forget M- the rest. X. All of those, you know, little one-liners that he drops on those DVDs that drive you to distraction when you're, you know, grinding in your living room and dying. Yes, yeah. um, I think he, I think he's I think he's going to be fine. But I think you're also going to get him at something of a value. People are going to freak out. He's going to fall to like the third or fourth round, and you'll get a value out of him there. Um, I'd love to see what the offseason holds for the Green Bay Packers. They have decent. Uh, 
cap space. And, and yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good with the cap right now. Absolutely. Middle of the pack, and you look at all the stars they got. I, I know that they're going to have to re-up a couple of their defensive players. But I tell you what, Gellhar, you were talking about this, uh, how possibly Matt Forte uh, or another high-profile running back uh, could fall into the into the arms of the Green Bay Packers, and I, I don't necessarily disagree. It's, it could definitely happen. You know what I'm hoping for right now? Because it sounds like Antonio Gates is going to stay in San Diego, and uh, Ladarius Green was a draft pick of the old regime. Okay. What the Packers offense is really missing right now, and it has been missing since Jermichael Finley was lost to uh, that neck injury that cost him his career, Right. Um, is an athletic um, like dynamic seam stretching tight end. Like How Rich, dare you speak poorly? Richard about Rogers Rip, Rip is, Rogers a, good, that is way. a good red zone threat. He's <laughs> he's got good hands. Yeah. Um, but he, he does not have after the catch ability. <laughs> he's so slow. It's he's amazing. so slow. But you put you put Ladarius Green and you know his like four five speed in the yeah. center of that offense with Jordy Nelson it's coming very back. Interesting. Woo! Yeah, that would be good. And that's what's funny. Just a quick aside. It's funny. Like I was just looking at the Packers offense. Like, uh, wasn't awful. By by standard things, but because of the level of excellence that they've delivered of to fantasy fans the last several years, everybody thinks this has been such a down year. But Jordy Nelson is going to be a big key, and um, the wide receiver core is going to be really interesting because Tom Montgomery is going to come back healthy. Devonte Adams is battling for a roster spot. We saw Jared Aberderis and Jeff Janis come alive in the in the postseason, right? So, Especially Janis. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if people take you know, dart throws at those guys late in the rounds and uh, what the off-season narratives build. Because, I mean, let's not forget, last year, Devontae Adams was uh, OTA and training camp MVP. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, but so it's good, like... Yeah, see the good, you should be scared off by the good playoff run because that's where Adams really came alive. That's very Unless good. you're a hardcore Fresno State Bulldog fan, you remember like watching him in the Mountain West. He, was very, he and Derek Carr were great together at they the were, Fresno State. They were until that Las Vegas Bowl against USC. Up oh, second time. Wow. Here's the thing. That, <laughs> wow. Here's the thing that they were terrible in that game. They were awful. I was I was really down on Derek Carr coming into the NFL because of that game. Just being the see. Here's what happened. Here's okay. Right. When Recen- you're not, recency bias. When you're not playing Utah State, then yeah. all, of, all of a sudden, sure. although it's it's no Garden spot to go to Logan and have to win up. You don't just walk into Logan. No, Utah, you don't. Think you're walking out of there with a you win. You don't walk into Logan. But here's the thing. Uh, with Jordy Nelson being back, all those receivers become much better. I agree. That was one of the things uh, that everybody was really. When they were talking about Devontae Adams last year, about like, oh, yeah, he's just like, you just don't step. Like, you're not as good as Jordy Nelson. Right. Like, people just really underestimated how good he is. And I think he's going to come back and he's going to be fine. And I had said at the end of last year in one of our fantasy live shows that I would I'm like, yeah, he's going to be a second-round pick. And people are like, nah, I don't know about that. And I'm like, look, trust me the way that people <laughs> are drafting now. He will go in the second because he's going to be fine. He's going to be fast as ever. That right. offense will be fine. Uh, the Laddie Green thing, though, we need to stop making that try to happen. Why? It's, just, it's done. Why? It's why? not happening. It's not happening. Why? You're going to get Martellus Bennett. Like, why? <laughs> You're going to get all, like, Forte and Bennett are going to go to Green Bay. No, because <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Bennett's going to take a discount to go there. I yeah, just don't I, see it. I see Forte, yeah, because Forte would do it for a discount. Just to win. Like he wants to win. But and, Bennett's not. And it's also, like, he's not mad at the Bears fans, but he's mad at the Bears organization. That would so why great. wouldn't you do it? You, you do the John Lackey, where you're like, oh, wait, you don't want me anymore? I will go to your rival. And, and two, I think to Gelhar's point, too, it's like, would the is the organization even comfortable giving Eddie Lake? Let's say he just trims down 30, 35 pounds. He's shredded. He looks like an animal. He's a beast in there. Is the organization going to be comfortable giving a guy like this long-term money? 
Well, they'll, they'll there's going to be question mark. They'll have to see how he performs and if he keeps it up and like you know all the stuff we don't get to see if he he's you know reinvigorated in the meeting rooms and stuff like that and committed. But uh, Jordy Nelson, for what it's worth, right now is the wide receiver seven in fantasy football calculator ADPs. So. Okay. People have adjusted to it. He's going in the second round. Yeah. That's where he should be. I've taken him in the second round of uh, some MFL 10s and other stuff that I've done. I'm going to go dig back through my mentions. <laughs> Start favoriting all those tweets. Find those people. <laughs> all right, but so basically. <laughs> second round. <laughs> none of us are worried about the Packers offense next year. No. Aaron Rodgers, no, Aaron no. Rodgers yeah. is at the helm. It's just going to be figuring out who else scores points. It's all good. Aaron Rodgers, QB one overall. Five? QB two. Cam Newton. Uh, I still I still slot Rodgers at one. Probably. I think Rodgers is still the number one QB. I just feel safer with him. Why the I whatever? <laughs> All right, let's, we got a, we got a lot to cover. Let's let's speed along. Here. How about the Detroit Lions? Uh, their backfield is a bit of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. This is going to be this He's is going to be This is going to be a legitimately team. awful team. Okay, they're going to be. Straight you don't up. Don't believe in JBC? Straight up dookie. No. I believe in like, JBC. I, I don't believe I don't. in the rest of the people around there in that offense. I mean, oh my gosh. I, look, I love Golden Tate as a secondary wide receiver. If he suddenly has to become the guy in this offense, it's yeah. just, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's like, saw, it'll saw, be like Randall Cobb. Right. I mean, we, well, we saw what happened when, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was the guy in Seattle earlier in his career, and he was nice. He, he's a nice, complimentary piece. Defenses are not necessarily going to scheme to take Golden Tate out of the action. I'll, I'll ask you this, and I asked Matt Harmon this as well, because Matt Harmon um, also does not necessarily believe in Golden Tate. Uh, but how do you – I get what you're saying, but how do you explain that nice stretch of games that he had when Calvin Johnson was not in the lineup? Uh, I mean, look, he can – most anybody can find it for a few games. Okay. I mean, I think that's possible. And, and look, he, he runs a lot of good routes. He's got very good hands. But over the course of a 16-game season, if Golden Tate is the guy you're relying on to be your game-breaker in a passing league, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Like, I think he can be fine for stretches of you know two, three, maybe four games. Beyond that, I, I just don't see much there. I, I think he, I think he we're, we're discrediting him too much. He might not be – he's not going to be a draft in the first two rounds wide receiver one, but he might be one of the best like wide receiver two guys to get out there because, like, you're right, James, that stretch where Calvin Johnson was out – not even a decoy, just flat out wasn't out. on the field. Golden Tate wasn't just good; he was like dominant. Legit, yeah. He was. He's one of the best after the catch receivers in the NFL. So, if that offense can do things to get him the ball in space and hit him on good routes, like you know slants and things that he can take and do some damage afterwards, Tate can get it done. He's just not. He's not going to beast people like Megatron would do. You know, he's not going to out jump three Bengals in the end zone for a touchdown. But he he can get it done. Yeah, I was surprised by the number of touchdowns he actually caught when Calvin Johnson was out of there as well. Uh, uh, granted, I think a couple of them were on long after the catch runs. But um, but yeah, man, it's it's hard. Um, it's hard to kind of figure out what his value is and where his value is going to be given the offense. Because like you said, the offense, at least on paper, looks like it might be a bit of a mess. Nah, it's going to be terrible. Joyke Bell and gone, that, and uh, that you know, and that uh, NFC North is going to be getting. Better again I defensively. I agree. If the Packers can ever get their stuff together defensively, it'll be tough. But with the Bears and Vikings already there with two pretty good defenses, <laughs> I think. And you got to play them Packers four times. Pretty solid. No, they're all right. Okay, all right. Not great, but okay. eh, whatever. They're are, decent. Uh, is anyone drafting Matt Stafford? Nope. No. I'd rather stream Matt Stafford. Right. In the right yeah, I'll I'll snack. I'll snatch him off the waiver wire if I. Yeah. He's so low on my list of streaming options. I would agree with that. 
I can't. I would have to look at their schedule, and I apologize for not having it in front of me. My computer was kind of, you know, on the uh, on, on the, the fritzy. Uh, I, I I would imagine there's going to be some games where he has favorable matchups, but Stafford always seemed to me to be that kind of guy that like, oh, the, I love his matchup this week, and then he would go out and throw a touchdown and three picks or something crazy. Uh, no, Calvin Johnson, Eric Ebron, a, a, a tremendous athlete. Does anyone believe? Will anyone use like a 14th, 15th round flyer? Oh heck yeah, I'll take I'll take a, I'll take a stab at Eric Ebron and see if he puts it together. There were he, I mean, he's such a talented guy and he's shown flashes, but he also shows flashes of complete and utter disappointment. So, but yeah, if I'm like at the end of draft, sometimes I like to try and take two tight ends and see if one's going to pop. Like last right. year, I got Eifert super late in a lot of leagues, and that oh, worked. Um, so I will definitely take a stab at Ebron. There you go, uh, Chicago Bears. Alshon Jeffrey, if he leaves, I don't. I just don't see him leaving Chi Town. But if he does, um, what about Kevin White? Regardless, what uh, about Kevin White? What about question. Kevin White? Yeah, another first round pick. So they will be coming in with two first round picks this year. I. I have uh, moderate expectations for him. I, I really don't expect, again, you know, because of the great success that rookies have had over the last couple of years, that people just place these really high expectations on these guys. And I just wouldn't expect it. I, I don't think that this Bears offense is going to operate that way next season. I think that they'll still, I, I think we'll see them take a little bit step forward. I think they're still going to be fine. I know Adam Gase isn't going to be there. Right. And everybody's going to make way too much out of that. But really, it's John Fox's system, which has been successful over the last, oh, how long has he been a coach? 20 years. I mean, John Fox took Jake DeLome to a Super Bowl. So he's had success with a bunch of quarterbacks. So it really doesn't worry me. And as long as they still have the system in place. <laughs> he also had a lot of sub-500 seasons. Who's that? In Carolina, John Fox. He would go about every other year being good and being bad. But he took them. He, he took two separate teams to the Super Bowl. Without great quarterbacks. Wait, so. what? <laughs> he took Carolina and the, and the Broncos. Uh, right, right. Who had okay. Peyton Manning right. Peyton in his historic year. Rampaging the league. Stop it. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, you know, the Chicago Bears to me, an interesting team, right, from a real-life perspective. Alshon Jeffrey in his prime. Kevin White, a very uh, nice, interesting piece. And then Jeremy Langford. A young piece, too. You look at it on paper, I, I know that Jake Cutler's kind of the face of the franchise right now, and he's been in the league, I don't know, like 75 years. But they got a really interesting, nice, young nucleus. I, I really like the Jeffrey White-Langford combo. Um, and if I'm a Chicago if Bears fan, that which is like half this building is like a Chicago Bears fan for some reason. It is kind of, <laughs> it is kind of crazy. I, I think they have a lot, a lot of people are from Chicago. To. Yeah, it's weird how, like, literally half this building is from Chicago. It's Chicago's weird. one, and it's weird because, like, everybody who's a Bears fan is from there. They're not like the bandwagon-type team that you see somebody walking around in Seahawks gear, and you're like, oh, yeah. where are you from? And they're like, Riverside. Like, how, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, what do you see Warriors fans walking around all right. over the place now? Absolutely. The Bears, and it, it's wait, like, wait, 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 time out. I'm an I'm an OG Warriors fan. Oh, no, no, there are there no, are plenty no. of OG Warrior fans, right, but stop. you got to admit, we, you have to admit, Warrior fans are everywhere now. Yeah, I mean, it, hold it, was, it, hold it. What? I need clarification. We need to settle this. Okay. I need because this is almost as confusing as other people's fan lead. Lay out your teams. Who's your hockey team? Uh, I don't really have one. If I had one, I guess it would be the Kings, but I'm not the L.A. Kings. The L.A. Just because. They're local. And I Who's your baseball now. team? Uh, I am primarily a Dodger fan, but I grew up as an A's fan. Okay. And you're a 49ers fan. I'm a 49ers fan. You're, the you're, only you're, Bay Area team. So, 
the only barrier teams are the good ones. The only one that I don't cheer for is the Giants, and they've been the best of the that's, group that's, <laughs> the last fair few enough. years. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm glad we got that cleared. I, I really do. I, I, I always joke with him because I always will tease him about, yes. uh, I'm like, hey, the the Giants. The San Francisco are, Giants picked up Samarja. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't like him. Uh, I legitimately thought you were a Lakers fan. Okay. I am not. Uh, Jeremy Langford, where are you taking him? Uh, Jer- Jeremy Langford is a reason why, gosh, man, I, I hope I have a back end uh, of, the, uh, of the draft pick. I do. I hope I have, like, pick seven or eight. Okay. So Get what are you hoping to take round. Jeremy Langford in the third? No, I'm t- hoping to take him in the second. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's a late second. I would, I'd feel better in the third. Yeah, Kadeem Carey started putting it all together. He started figuring it out. Nope. Nope. Enough. He put it together enough to where look look at John or John Robinson. John I was gonna say John Robinson, Robinson, yes. John Fox. Man, you have USC on the mind, bro. Uh but he used a running back by committee no, no, he will. a lot. No, he will. He will. I, but, I mean, hey, look, that's why he, to me, he seems third-rounded. Jeremy Langford, to me. If you have a choice between – so if you're sitting at the number seven spot – Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm taking David Johnson. And you're going to take Jeremy Langford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, running back, this running back. That's why I love playing <laughs> Please. Running back, running back. Let's do it. This Let's is go. how I end up with, like, Antonio Brown and uh, – DeAndre Hopkins on my well, team. I don't know why. I fall in love with these guys. I, what do you want I do me? have to say, I want to go back and watch Jeremy Langford because part of me feels like he was, like, we're all, so many people are remembering just his. Uh, those huge, those bonkers huge games. Huge plays. But I also remember him not looking great for other parts of it. And I was talking with some people, I think uh, Russell Clay from Pro Football Fantasy on Twitter about this. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to go back in. If I had to ask you off the top of your head, yeah. what do you think Langford's uh, yards per carry was last year? If I 35? had to guess, <laughs> 35 yards per I'm going to go 3-4. Oh, no, hell. 3-4? What? Come on. No, come on, dude. He's got to be. I'm, I, just, but I'm everybody, saying, everybody I'm saying because of the way he's asking. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody, like because, everybody take a guess. Because of the way he's asking, could that's be, why I could I be good. It. it could be bad. You don't I, know. I, I'm going I'm to say 4-3. Like your honest guess, not trying to read my question. One. One yard. <laughs> one yard, Alex. You're that <laughs> guy on The Price is Right. The Price is Right. You're that guy. The answer is 3.6. Yeah, see, I was terribly off. Oh, what'd you say? Three, four. Three, four. Oh, dang. I was closest without going over. Right, that's right. You, you're off <laughs> for the, uh, the showcase showdown. I really should have taken three, five. <laughs> yeah, um, that would have given nice, you a nice, a nice chunk window, there. Yeah. But when he was, what, what, what are the numbers when he was a starter, though? Uh, I don't have those in front of me. Okay. Oh, I okay, think- Packers fan. <laughs> Trying to disseminate wow, misinformation. That's, un- that's unnecessary. It is. It's very necessary. I want everybody to realize this is coming from a place of hate. Also, it's also not really relevant to the discussion. <laughs> it's disdained. Uh, either way, how how high are, are you guys on Jeremy? It sounds like you guys are comfortable with Jeremy Langford, late second, early third. Yes. I am not. Right. I would I would feel third round if he was. Uh, Where? What about you, Gilhar? Maybe maybe third. Okay. I would feel better in like late third, four or five. I mean, four I'd feel, or five. I'd feel. Oh. Great okay. tenth round, if it was possible. Well, yeah. but okay. uh, but no, I think that if you grab a couple of, um, he's not surviving to the fifth. I mean, let's I know. So I'm, I'm. If that's well, here's, that's where his asking price is going to climb, depending on what what I study more in the offseason, okay. I might just not end up with Jeremy Lake for this Got year. It. I feel like uh, you're going to come into a situation where you're going to be deciding between him, Mark Ingram. Okay, I'll take uh, Ingram. Will be that Pass. third round. Yeah, you hate. We Mark know how Ingram. you feel about Mark Pass Ingram. for some unbeknownst reason. It's not unbeknownst. He just. Yeah. Unbeknownst to logic. All right, so here, Injury let me... Injury prone and... I'm trying to think. Looking, look, uh, let me just list the three names ahead of Langford right now and the three after him on the my f- fantasy football calculator okay. ADP. Three ahead of him, Doug Martin, Shady McCoy, Mark Ingram. 
the three after him, Eddie Lacy, Lamar Miller, Matt Forte. Oh my gosh! Oh, I would take all three of those guys. I would take all. Of, <laughs> I would take all six. I take all six of those guys ahead of Jeremy Lang. No, McCoy. Yeah, I, I oh probably would God. take Shady McCoy. No. Uh, Latavius he Murray. Could, nope. T.J. Yeldon. No, nope. not Yeldon. I, I like think Yeldon. I'd take, I'd take both of them. See, that's – and if you're playing in a league with the flex, if those are my running – although Eddie Lake, of all those guys, it, again, it depends on where Doug Martin ends up. You guys just love – Of all those guys, like I would look and be like, I'm going to go third receiver. I'm going to go something crazy and just see which receivers falling through the cracks. Maybe Sammy Watkins falls through the cracks or something like that. In, in your league of record, you play three wide receiver set, yes? We do. We play three with the flex. And it's, Wait, and no, it's no, a 12 no. team league. We do two with the flex. Two with the flex. Oh, 10 team. Oh, 10 team. Oh, yeah. well, wide receivers are devalued big time in that system. Yes. Okay. But in, um, in, wait, let me think. Is it two or three? Well, while you think, let's jump to the AFC East, unless anybody has anything else to say about the Bears. Negative. Not really. Uh, New England Patriots. Jay Cutler, streaming option. Would you take him above Matthew Stafford? Absolutely, 100%. Thank you. <laughs> All right, New England Patriots. Deion Lewis got injured uh, when he was in there. He looked great. He's coming back. How much do you believe? Um, it's a short. It's a it's a relatively short turnaround for him in terms of the injury timeline. Ish, yeah. Didn't he? He busted in like early November, yeah. I think. I mean, I I, I would definitely draft him. Um, let, me, let me double check. And I think you could get him at a nice value. I'm I'm curious what happens. There's so many things I think are going to happen in that backfield. But Garrett Blunt is probably gone. Yeah, they're going to cut. You know, who do they bring in? Do they bring in like an Alfred Morris or you know, I you know, I know I've seen plenty of stuff about maybe Matt Forte landing. Although every every veteran free agent is like, especially running backs. Hey, they should go to the Patriots. No, they're not going to though because you know when I was looking at their salary cap situation, they're they're kind of strapped up too, and and they have defensive needs that they need to wrap up big time. Um, I don't think that they will bring in um, a high-profile veteran free uh, free agent running back. As a matter of fact, I'll put uh, I would I would almost guarantee it. So, uh, and for Chris, the record, I was Chris right. Ivory. He uh, he did get <laughs> injured in early November. Okay, but yeah, I would I would almost guarantee you the Patriots are not going to bring. I mean, honestly, a, a high-profile running back. A Chris Ivory, Deion Lewis backfield. I would love that. I would I would like both of those guys in that situation. Yes, I think that'd be fantastic. I, but and I do I believe in Deion Lewis, and I think he's a guy that will hang around on the board until like the you know eighth or ninth round. I think you could scoop him up. It's not bad. It's not bad if you take if you take Deion Lewis in the eighth or ninth round. I, I like the price, and I think you're right. I think he goes around there, and I wouldn't mind it at all. Yeah, I like I like Deion Lewis a lot. I would I would probably even take him higher than that, um, especially if I was playing in a PPR format. Oh sure. I would of course. Oh, sure. I am of course concerned that Bellatrix will return, but for a while when Lewis was in there last season, it was kind of the end of Bellatrix. It was. It was no. I was that was he was getting why I was so big on Deion Lewis because he pretty much had slayed Bellatrix. And by, and by the way, they signed him to a three year deal mid season. Yes. Yeah. I mean that if that doesn't tell you how much this organization believes in Dion Lewis, uh, I mean I don't know what will. I, I I really think if he's in there he's going to be, you know, the featured guy. And uh, earlier yeah. this week it was reported um and around the NFL wrote it up that uh his he is ahead of schedule as everybody is and he's gone everything looks encouraging from his ACL. So Okay. Fingers crossed come back to us Dion Lewis. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh I I do have to ask about Tom Brady though. Man, he is getting up there in age. He really is. Um, and I know he looked for the early part of the season. He looked fantastic. I mean, before Cam Newton just came on and just put a, a statistical beat down in the league, it was Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, that was just assaulting defenses, at least, especially in the first six or seven or eight games of the season. Um, where do you take Tom Brady? 
Uh, later still, but. Yeah, he's going to go later. I think he'll fall. I, I think that he's one of those sixth guys. round? No, no, no. Later? I wouldn't oh. draft him there. I wouldn't draft him there. No. I wouldn't draft him there. People might draft him there. I would be hoping that he falls a little bit later and then just make sure that you back him up with one of the. See, because Tom Brady is one of those quarterbacks that I feel like. Now, because you'll still be able to go out and stream another guy mm-hmm. if he ends up, like, falling off the map or anything like that statistically. Okay. I don't think that he will. I think he'll do. I think he'll do okay. I think he'll be okay for you. I think he'll be overvalued in most leagues and go probably a little bit earlier than most of us are comfortable taking him. And uh, so I don't really spend a lot of time worrying about that. Uh, so what's nice is so much of that offense is is quick and rhythm passing like he needs, and he doesn't have to, you know, Bruce Arians' offense sit, drops back, you know, seven steps all the time and wait right. for his guys to get open. Right. Like the offense is built around him and his skill set and his mind right now, right. which – He's got one of the best ones at quarterback in the league, so he sh- he will be able to be successful still. I mean, Deion Lewis coming back. Julian Edelman should be healthy. Danny Amendola is still going to be there. Gronk obviously still yep. there. Uh, Gronk, uh, I'm assuming everyone here is saying he's a, a top eight pick? Certainly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone. That, everyone feels, in, that feels right. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, uh, so I guess, I guess the question is, you know, where do you put Tom Brady? So like, 40, what, 4,500 yards in like 30, high 30s touchdowns, 40 Mid-30s, touchdowns? Mid-30s, yeah. I'd say – yeah, that sounds about right. Mid mid thirties for touchdowns, mid mid fours for yardage, probably. Okay, he's he's going to be a top five QB again. It's, I agree. It's Tom Brady. I agree, and that's kind of why, it, because of his consistency and the offense that he's in, I'm actually surprised to hear you guys say that you know a fifth sixth round price is is a bit rich. Yeah, but this is this is us. Like you just just read the quarterbacks in your draft, and if you want to get Tom Brady and quarterbacks start going early, go get them. Or if you're in a league with people that are going to wait on quarterbacks, like the ones most of us will draft in. You can wait and take them later. It's interesting because now that I think about it, I'm going through the top five quarterbacks, right? So, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, somewhere in the mix. Uh, that's your kind of Russ, top tier. Russ, Russell, Brady, and Breeze would be, like, the rest of my top five. Russell is there. Brady is there. Um, gosh. it's it's Yeah, it's interesting. Breeze is somewhere <laughs> in the mix, but I think he's falling off. See, the thing is, we we all said that, and like he got, he was banged up last year. Yeah, he was. Dude still threw forty eight hundred yards and thirty two touchdowns. That's amazing. Like beat up. He had like a list frank, and he had a sh- rotator cuff. That's right. And he almost chucked it for five thousand yards again. Did we talk about Andrew Luck? Luck uh, would be Luck would be the back end of the top ten for me. I think just because he did look so bad last year. I think he's still going to be a top five quarterback taken off the board, though. He might. It's interesting. All right, New York Jets, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think he's going to get drafted. There's no question about it. Oh, he'll he get a drafted. Yeah, no, he'll get drafted. I mean, but he'll be, again, he'll be a late-round guy. People will take him as their second quarterback, but I think that's fine. Um, where are you going to take him? Double-digit rounds? Oh, Double-digit yeah. rounds. Easily. I I might get frisky, depending if they – I mean, he is a free agent, so they need they need to re-sign him and and all they'll, that they'll jazz. Back, yeah. we, we know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is, but if I was in a league where I was drafting quarterback late, I might make him like my only quarterback and then also look to stream just because you got the chance that that offense comes back guns blazing Yeah. Uh, in year two of uh, Fitzmagic, Decker, and Marshall. Uh, Devin Smith could, uh, you know, could emerge could, could emerge in his second year. He had a bunch of injuries as a yep. rookie. And so, did a season with an injury. So, yeah, I might yeah. – I might, I might, I might not like it. I think, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's right on the end, especially in like a twelve-team league of that, the bottom end of the QB one tier. Uh, what do you do with Chris Ivory? <sighs> I, hey, this is your guy. This is your guy. I know, my, this uh, like this is so frustrating about Chris Ivory. I think is uh, we just have to. He's a player where you you kind of have to draft him and embrace the variance because when he's healthy, he's dynamite. But that is a big like 
think there's a, I, I think there's a lot of question marks as to his durability, and, yes. and not just in in from a week to week, but just we're talking season long too. Which because he the wore first, down last year. He did that. That was the thing. In the first half of the season, he was tremendous. Well, I think it was. Let me pull it up again. He had so he missed one game, but in one, two, three. In three of his first was, four games, he had over twenty fantasy points. Amazing to start the season. And then, what about in the in the last like five games? Started in, slowing down, great. yeah, big he, time. He had uh, so his last five games of the season: four point nine, ten point seven, four point two, four point two, eight point one. That's not great. I'm trying to remember who I ended because uh, in one of my more successful leagues, where I really loaded up uh, on guys like Dion Lewis and mm-hmm. Doug Martin and Chris Ivory, and because Dion Lewis went out, I had to really just. You had to play Chris Ivory week in and week out. I'm That's trying to remember the curtain jerker that I pulled in there. Like somebody where you're like, you're getting into the championship round, and you're like, uh, he's giving me four points a week, and then finally you just had to say. I mean, Bilal, Bilal Powell flat out outplayed Chris Ivory the last month. You know what? It might have been I think it was Bilal Powell. I think I made <laughs> Like the Jets. I think, again, like once you have established your core, and this is my, my personal strategy of like getting these solid uh, – solid wide receivers and not having to worry about that position anymore is just loading up on all these guys, these Chris Ivory type guys and realize, as Alex said, there's going to be weeks where they disappear and you're going to probably end up having to play the matchups, but there's going to be some great stretches where he's playing some great football and he's got some great matchups and it's going to be enjoyable and you just have to be willing. You see, that's the thing is when you draft a running back in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, you don't care after a while. You're like, whatever, I'll bench him. But if you drafted a, Eddie Lacy type running back in the first round. You're priced you feel to be like, oh my committed. God, yeah. you're committed. I'm playing him forever. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> true. it takes that kind of it takes that uh, nagging feeling out of your brain. Like whatever, it's my backup running back to start the season. Okay, but uh, I like Ivory still. It'll be like that. This Jets backfield is the biggest question mark for this team. I think going into 2016 because both Powell and Ivory are free agents, so they could sign them both, and it could look exactly the same, or it could look completely different. Like they could go get Lamar Miller or Matt Forte. Uh, you know, he could reunite yeah. with Brandon Marshall. There's, there's that would a lot that could change. Yeah, that would be they, it. Could it could be a situation where they let both guys go, uh, depending on what free agent is out there and, and what kind of money they want to toss around. But yeah, that's interesting to me, man. Um, especially the way it's built. Uh, I like the coach there. They they got a great defense, and generally, when you got a good coach and a great defense, the running game. Uh, usually benefit. Yes, they were a top 10 team in rushing yards. I was just looking. I knew they were up there. Um, and uh, they, they should be able to get it done with whoever's, whoever's carrying the rock back there. So we'll just have to wait and see. Buffalo Bills. Shady McCoy's got some off-season issues. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he's going to be entering the season with, you know, I, I, if it's not, if these legal troubles aren't hanging over his head, it, it'll definitely be fresh in his mind. Uh, regardless, Carlos Williams lurks. Uh, he looked like a big-time, explosive player uh, for the Buffalo Bills. I'll ask you this. Where are you taking Shady? Where are you taking Carlos Williams? I'm going to avoid Shady McCoy for the reasons that you laid out right there. and Until that all clears up, at yeah, least. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be different. I mean, we might be in a different situation in August where all this stuff has been settled and it's behind us, and you're like, okay, this is a better value. But Carlos Williams, as you said, is always going to be there, and he's – he can't be ignored, and he's uh, – of those two running backs, and I'm basing this on where you're going to end up drafting them. Right. I would rather have Carlos Williams. Where where does Carlos Williams go? I, I think he's going to fall into the double-digit rounds. 12 or later, I would assume. Ooh, I don't know. Because I think, I think people – I guess it depends on the league you're in. But I would say that, you know, for – in a lot of leagues – 
people will remember what he did last year and the fact that it seemed like there was a stretch of like what five or six games where every time he got on the field, he yeah, scored a touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> he scored a touchdown. I mean, it was literally Carlos plays, Carlos scores. Yeah, that's how it works. And I think a lot of people will remember that. And the fact that, you know, I mean, we, we talked earlier about Derrick Henry and him being just a large human being. I mean, Carlos Williams is a pretty good-sized guy as yeah. well. Um, and you just wonder whether or not people will take a chance on him. I, I mean, I could see him getting drafted in, like, the ninth round. I yeah, I was actually, when you, when you were asking the rounds, I was like, where would I probably take a shot on him? Because of both, like, his value, even if Shady's there, because the Bills were the number one running offense. They run a lot. Greg Roman, that power scheme. Grounded pound with Rex. Um, Grounded pound with Rex, that too. Uh even for his own standalone value, like he could be a weekly, you know, flex play in the right matchup. And if Shady gets injured, like he he had some injuries dogging him last year. If other yeah. things happen, like boom, you've got a guy that could could very easily be an RB one if he's if he's the man in the backfield. There's a, a random statistic that has okay. nothing to do with anything. All right, uh, there were only three games last year in which Lashawn McCoy topped 100 yards. In all three of them, he ran for exactly 112 yards. <laughs> That's, that sounds like when we like, bring back Marcos and Miguel. Like that's so that's, weird. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just like I was what? watching it. I'm looking at this, and it just caught my eye, and I thought that was weird. Adam Rank, you don't know about Marcos and Miguel? What are you talking about? <laughs> they were the most interesting men in fantasy. In fantasy. <laughs> they give out random stats. Just don't worry about it. We only did it that one time, right? right? No, I, what? we never brought that back, huh? I think well, we got stuck into the thing where Fabs had a lot of other commitments and just wasn't on the show as much, so we All never right. got a chance. We also we, we were like we uh, admittedly said you cannot do like Marcos and Miguel every week. No, yeah, we, we needed more time to right, breathe and right, just right. fell apart. Okay, there you go. Uh, I, I guess the reason I'm not Can we bring him back next week, Marcos and Miguel, or is it two people? It's two. It, people. It's two people. I, I mean, because uh, I'm assuming you want to do Adam and Marcos, but that doesn't really have the no, 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 uh, quite the. Uh, well, it it came out also because of that. F- I don't think the it's Miguel a parody, Fabiano. the Miguel Fabiano Twitter Oh, account. that's where it came from. It the came Miguel from. Fabiano. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Somebody put that fake mustache on Fabs' picture. And yeah, and then we Twitter were talking – I think we were talking about that, and then uh, Mike was – accidentally, he was running on like three hours sleep. He, he accidentally called Marcus Marcos, <laughs> and, and, and we lost it. it was born. Yeah, that's what, that's we, what yeah. happened. Uh, the reason I w- I'm not quite as high on Carlos Williams, by the way, uh, Mike Gillisley's still there. I-, I thought he played pretty well, too. This is true. Um, and, and to me, if it's a three-headed running attack, it's, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, it's weird. It's like you said, they, they ran a lot and they racked up a bunch of yards. Um, but it's a backfield that I just don't have any faith in whatsoever because the three players uh, in that rotation, to me, are all pretty talented. This is true. I, if I remember right, they signed Gillisley later in the season, though, he was like a street free agent. I think they picked him up when Carlos Williams was injured, too, in the middle of the season. Yeah. He had that shoulder, shoulder problem that yep. sidelined him for several weeks. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Speaking of players where you might need to just embrace the variance, how high do you guys think of – where? how highly do you think of Sammy Watkins? Love him. Big fan. Huge. Love He's it. He's one of those guys that when you're doing these mock drafts and – I'll take the number one spot and go with my typical of Antonio Brown that when it gets back around to the end of the second round, Sammy Watkins is rating right there for you. Then you can go Brown, Sammy Watkins, maybe. Maybe an Eddie Lacy. I don't think he goes that high. I really don't. Sammy Watkins? I don't think he's going to go in the the second round. Oh, no. Well, no, I can't imagine that. I th- I'm see like what what you're where saying. Where is he? Where is he ranked? I, mean, I, I would say he's going to be in the fourth or fifth. 
But the reason the reason I'm saying I love Sammy Watkins is because of that price. If I had to pay a second round price, there's no way I'd touch him. Oh man, I I think Sammy Watkins is going to climb up there because me, um, uh, once he started requesting targets, let's if, not forget down the stretch. I like the quarterback Tyrod Taylor, no question, developing a hundred percent. He had here were his after so after he I think it was going into their buy in week eight. He was complaining to get for yeah. wanting more targets. Absolutely, he had uh, he was beasting. He had 22.8. Then he only had 1.4, but he roasted Darrell Revis in that game, and Tyrod missed him. Right. Uh, 3.9, 27.8, 16.9, 14.2, 23.1. He had a stretch where he had six touchdowns and over 100 yards in three of four games. That was right after he complained that he wasn't getting the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> like, and then he started getting fed the ball, and uh, it was good to go. So I think he's just his upside is so huge that you're probably going to have to take him in the third round next year. Okay. Yeah, he's going ahead of Alshon Jeffrey. Mike Evans, Demarius Thomas, Julian Edelman. Yep, I could, I would Cooper. take him above all those guys. I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's I mean that's where I, I'm. Assu- I, again, it's it's hard to throw out round designations because you just don't know your format and how people and, are going to be drafting. Who else is, yeah, who I mean, else is with you? And that's DeAndre Hopkins could end up going in the middle of the second round in some of these, and like, well, that seems crazy to me. But you sure. know, so you never know. But I'm just saying that if he was there. Third round? I mean, third round doesn't seem unusual. Depending on, again, your format, how many receivers you're playing and everything of that nature. I got so you. Let's see. Um, I just Pretty went, excited I thought, about him, though. For another, for another barometer quick, Fabiano did his top 200 players, and he also ranked them positionally. You guys can read that on NFL.com slash fantasy, too. He has Watkins slotted as his wide receiver 12 right now. He's Keenan Allen and Demarius Thomas were the two names we didn't really mention above uh, – Watkins. Oh God, I wouldn't. I, I love Keenan Allen, but I can't. No way. I can't do Keenan Allen. This Never. In, in, we don't need to get on your guys' <laughs> San Diego moving theory again. I can't do it. Uh, anybody, anything else we want to discuss in the Bills, or should we jump ahead? Let's move forward. All right, Dolphins. Let's truck forward. I, well, actually, I'm sorry. I, I mentioned Tyrod Taylor briefly. Uh, again, I, I think he's going to be a guy that if you wanted to wait on quarterback. Awesome target. Awesome. Oh, I love target. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can absolutely. He's the, he's the Konami code with his rushing ability. Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'd probably take Ty God first. Me too. I, I agree. With the rushing ability. Right. No question about it. All right. All right. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Lamar Miller, Jay Ajayi. A lot of question marks, of course, regarding Lamar Miller. I don't know if he's going to be back. It's um, so The early indications are that they're going to try to re-sign Olivier Vernon. Doesn't leave a lot of room uh, to try and bring back a guy like Lamar Miller, especially considering Jay Ajayi uh, back into that season. I get that he's got a degenerative knee condition. Okay, that's fine. But they've got him. They've got him under contract for like nothing, for nothing. Yep. And if they wanted to bring in, you know, another veteran guy uh, at a much lower cost than what Lamar Miller's gonna price will be, uh, I think that they're gonna go that way. I truly believe that. Um, it looks like they really, really want to bring back Olivier Vernon. Yeah, I, I th- it's they at first before they hired Gase, it didn't sound like Lamar Miller had any chance of coming back, and now he said he he wants him to come back. So I don't know what to trust. I personally hope Lamar Miller goes somewhere where he can be a true featured back. Because if he's in Miami and JJ is there too, I have too much fear. Especially we just saw Gase kind of implement a committee in Chicago, yeah, and he did a little bit in his time in Denver as well, calling the shots. I feel that that's going to just put a cap on Lamar Miller's um, value as well, and that would make me did, a sad panda. Did he really <laughs> put in a committee, though? Because Jeremy Langford became a starter because Matt Forte went out with an injury, and the carries to, to uh, Kadeem Carey notwithstanding, because I feel like the Bears just wanted to reward him, and they were looking for the future. Like, oh, well, one of these guys, 
One of, the, one of these guys is going to be on our team next year. Matt Forte is in it. So, Kadeem Carey, go ahead and get into the end zone. Uh, so remember, it, remember when they started Kadeem Carey when Matt Forte was? Oh, that's a, that's, and that was, fantasy owners that's a, the bleep out. But that's, that, that was, was not so cool, dude. Funny. That, that was, was not so cool. funny. That's a John Fox thing, though. Yeah. That, was a, that was a primetime game, too, wasn't it? So yes, everybody it was. was like, Everybody's ah! watching and is like, what is going on? It so it, it's just one of those things where he will reward the veteran I mean, guy. I wasn't, um, I wasn't saying, I guess committee, it might have been a little too strong because of the stigma of like a understood. 50 split or whatever. But but I do, but I, but I, I feel that the example in Denver, might be the best one to go on in that they tried to make Monty Ball happen and uh, he just was straight dookie. Mm-hmm. So they went with C.J. Anderson and once C.J. Anderson got in there, yep. they went with him. Like he's the best running back and we're going to go with him. So it gives me, I'm actually a little bit more confident that if Lamar Miller comes out and is the best running back, that Gase will just go with him. Well, they, they won't know unless they resign him. And I, I guess my question is, I'm sorry. Is, we're, I thought we were just assuming, playing on the assumption right now that Miller was that he back. stayed. Yeah, I got you. I get what you're saying. Um, I tell you what, Lamar Miller might uh, could very well find himself um, on a, on a different team, um, and, and if he does, New England. <laughs> why not New England? Uh, da- I think Dallas is an interesting fit for Lamar Miller too, uh, but we'll see. Every yeah, every running back who has skills, Dallas would be a great fit. Percent, <laughs> no question about. It. Uh, you, you put down here Devontae Parker. I love it. Yes, well Absolutely. he's, gosh, he, this guy like the hype train is probably already just left just, the station. They're they're piling up right. all the coal because sure, sure. they got like cars and cars full of coal because this hype train is going to go out of control this off season. You can already tell. Um, so where are you guys going to take? Who's taking him the highest out of me? Here? What Second round? round? Second round. <laughs> well, no, he's, he fits into the Adam Rank fifth, fifth round. I was just going to oh, say. Oh, stop. This sounds like a fifth round pick That's, for Adam Rank. No, it's got to be somebody more ridiculous. <laughs> then I there, there's I mean, he's actual. He said Stephen Gostowski, so Gostowski I don't know. Gostowski is my fifth round got, pick. Right, got it, got it. I, uh, we're going to hold you to that this year. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Whatever. It's We're not playing for money, right? Uh, no, we're not. Okay, who cares? Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, that's really going to screw my team. But uh, you know what, I, I, I it, it it's become one of those things where we talk about Devonte Parker so much that we like to make jokes like oh the hype trade, but like it's really warranted. He's oh no, really he's very a good, talented player, and he's uh, when you talk about some of these second year guys. Oh, we'll go back to somebody we were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, Stephon Diggs. I would move Parker ahead of him in that category, hmm. and I again. Once you have your starters locked in and you've gone through a couple of running backs and you're like, okay, I feel decent with my committee. You have your stupid kicker because you said that you would take Goskowski in the fifth round. <laughs> but once you start <laughs> once you start evaluating these wide receivers and sure. you're looking at upside guys, Curtin, Jerker, McGee, or not even that, like a, a decent mid-card guy, the Curtis Axel of the, you know, the mid-card there, uh, somebody who's excelling, but you're like, whatever, like, I know Ancon Bolden is the wrong example, and this is like an example of three years ago. But instead right. of going with the guy who's the safe 908, I would rather go with the guy who has a lot of upside. Again, going with another guy we were talking about earlier, talking about Golden Tate, I would rather have Devontae Parker than Golden Tate. Is that crazy to say? I think everybody would be in I think that. that's uh, No, I think that's crazy to say. Stop it. You. Oh, but, you know, I mean, I, I do. I, I, How I, dare you? 
Golden. This is coming from the guy who's the boldest among us here, like James Coe, not liking I've actually, I was actually kind of surprised Coe thought that was too crazy. I yeah, that is. is. <laughs> I was waiting for Coe to like high-five you, like, yeah, absolutely, I'll take Parker over Golden Tate. And then I mean, Coe's all reserved and rational. That's like, it. No, because, no, that's too crazy. I mean, like, you should have had that kind of you should have no. had that kind of rationale when you chose that denim shirt that you're wearing. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but, uh, shots shot. fired, no, bro. I, I, I don't. I don't what? Mean, no, no, no. I don't mean this in a bad way. Yes, you do. Go but ahead. Were you watching like Melrose Place this morning? <laughs> and you're like, hey, hey, honey, where's my denim shirt? Look, I want to look like Andrew Shue. I don't know about if I don't, I don't know if you know this, but denim shirts are on the comeback trail. Okay, that that might be the case. Yeah, but you're not on that comeback trail. You're just still lagging behind. <laughs> you're like, why can't I you're be like, fashion forward? You're like the car in the Daytona 500. I? I'm, it's in last place, and then all the leaders start catching up to him. No, you're not in first place. Why? Now. You're still in last. Look, we're not. Look, we're. I, I'm look. not like you. I'm not in my 40s yet. Okay. Okay. So I could still be trendier. No. No. Okay. Not, I like. I not, like the denim. Now, shirt. now, now I feel not, bad about. Right, I'm we, wearing a denim shirt with burgundy. Pants. I feel like this is a good time to dap and. Uh, yeah. Uh, not any, from the nine. Final. Final word on Devonte Park. <laughs> Who's got it? I don't know, man. What am I doing here? What what what, what are we I, doing? I, I, I'll take him in the tenth. I feel. I take him in the tenth. I'll take him in the tenth. Oh, he's never gonna last. He's never gonna last tenth? that long. He's not gonna last till the tenth. Oh, I don't think he'll blast past like the sixth or seventh. Oh, sixth yeah. or seventh? Oh, no, James, he's gonna climb. He's what gonna, were his he's numbers gonna, last year? He had uh, like twenty six catches. No, don't worry about yards. <laughs> <three touchdowns. laughs> but look, look, look. He's we hit twenty six catches. He's gonna go in the sixth round this year. Four ninety four and three touchdowns. Hype. He, hi, hi, baby. He's, hi, baby. he's going to be like the the Martavis Bryant, Allen Robinson type of mold, where like he did the numbers weren't there, but you know his talent and everything else. That if he plays a full season, that could be there. So There's you're going to take no, that upside. I mean, uh, look, I don't know, man. Look, that's, I'm saying that's I'm that's where saying, he's going I, to end up. Look, eyeball test. I don't get it. He doesn't. To me, eyeball test does not look like Martavis Bryant out there. Look, I, you also have to keep in mind in the first nine games, he had eight targets. In the last six games okay. or whatever, he had 42 targets. Like, the numbers jumped enormously in the back half of the season, and that's what everybody – And I wasn't uh, – also, for the record, so people on the podcast don't listening don't slam me on Twitter. I wasn't saying he is Martavis Bryant. I'm just saying I think it's going to be that type of offseason for him okay. where people know what his potential could be and, and draft that in his ADP skyrockets because oh. of that. Well, look, if he's going in the sixth round, there's 0% chance I'm taking Right him. now, I on thought, Fantasy Football Calculator, he was going in round like 9. I think 9-10 is fine. Uh, to me, that's the price. I think 9 the or 10. The only thing that would hold him back is Ryan Tannehill, perhaps. People don't think he can get it done with uh, Tannehill at quarterback. Obviously. <laughs> Man, that's, that's the big – I mean, that, uh, another big reason why I'm not – you know, I wouldn't pay a sixth, seventh round price uh, for Devontae Parker regardless of – Again, I think he's a talented well, everybody kid. Was, everybody was all over uh, Jarvis Landry last year too. True, I was. I, really I was. I was big on. Jarvis. I mean, I, I was too. I mean, like I'm saying, everybody except he for still had a good year. Actually, Jarvis Landry actually he was fine. finished higher than I thought. He was fine, but I don't think that he lived up to his preseason hype. He was the wide receiver 15 in standard scoring. We kind of have to throw those out, right? Just due to injuries and and well, I, not as much for wide receiver. I guess not as much for wide receiver. Oh, boy. All right. Should we dap it and get out of here? Let's, Let's do go. it. All right, Daily Dap Time. We'll start with Marcus Grant. Uh, I got a few. Um, yeah, buddy. Kind of in increasing in, I guess, 
Celeb. Dappiness? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, there is on OKPlayer.com, if you uh, go to that website, uh, there is a streaming version of the latest beats from the uh, the departed Jay Dilla, which is uh, always exciting. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to King of Beats Volume 2, the Lost uh, Lost Scrolls stream. So I'm looking forward to getting into that today. Um, daily Dap to James Wright, who works uh, here at NFL Digital Media as an associate producer over on the network side, doing okay. a lot of different things. But James also moons li- moonlights as a comic book writer. And uh, yeah, and uh, he uh, he's been telling us about some of us about this for a while. And so finally today, I went on. Uh, I found their their Twitter handle, Nutmeg Comic. The name of the comic is Nutmeg. Okay. Nutmeg Comic is their Twitter handle, and uh, you can go and you, one of their recent tweets. You can get the first issue of it for free. Now they've actually, uh, I think they they're up to episode twelve, uh, and uh, there are a couple of trades. But I I did download and read the first. Uh, episode this morning, and you liked it. I like it. It's it is a cross between get this is a cross between Breaking Bad and Mean Girls. <laughs> what? Yeah, when he was pitching it to us, it sounded uh, it sounded awesome. So I read the first issue. Uh, I am gonna. You can go. Like I said, you can go on their Twitter feed. They'll give you a link to getting the first one for free. Uh, and I think there are, there are a couple of trades on Amazon that you can go get. But uh, dabs to James. I know he's been working on this for a while. I very much enjoyed the first issue of Nutmeg, and I'm looking forward to, to reading more. Oh, that's really interesting. And uh, my final one, daily dabs to, to Patrick Claibon and uh, I guess the former Lauren Dunning, uh, who are now Mr. and Mrs. Patrick and Lauren Claibon. Got married hey, over the there weekend. There you go. And uh, thanks to Patrick for the invite to the wedding. It was a fantastic time on Saturday, a great venue down in uh, Manhattan Beach. And uh, two really wonderful people that uh, I've been fortunate to to know and become friends with over the last year working here. And so, uh, you know, eternal happiness and everything to you guys. All yep. right, there you go. Alex Gelhar, what's up? Uh, first, uh, that was a good one, too. Uh, now I don't have to dap the wedding. <laughs> Patrick and Lauren. Uh, I want to dap our friends over at the ATN Podcast. I think they've been doing a lot of good stuff. And uh, in particular, Dan Hansis. Uh, has he likes to try and get things started again? Uh, he was trying to bring back duh winning for a while. Nobody really bought into it, <laughs> but now he's trying to bring back the Howard Dean scream. Do you remember this? No. From yes, it was the what the 04 election? I think it was. Uh, I believe it was. The, oh, the, yeah! the I- yes. No, actually, we have it, James. The Iowa caucus. It was the Iowa caucus. Uh, he was. He got this big rant in the caucus, and he ended it with, "We're going to take back the White House," and. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I would encourage everybody to tweet at Dan. I'm trying to help spread the good word of bringing yeah. back the, the stream because it's just it. I mean, it gets you going. Oh, I love it, dude. Why <laughs> did that hurt him? I feel that if he was running for president this year, that would actually increase. <laughs> yeah, I think at the time, likability. at the time, he came off as unhinged, and uh, you know, it just ca- also kind of came out of nowhere. And I think he was in like fourth or fifth place, and people are like, "What are you doing?" But. Uh, that's that. The other dap is to uh, Better Call Saul. I forget if we did it yet or not. I have not watched this week's episode, but uh, last week I thought it came back strong, and it's just an awesome show and an awesome spinoff and continuation of the Breaking Bad universe. That's so, great. Uh, it's fantastic. If you haven't watched it out, check it out on AMC. A lot of Breaking Bad references in these daps today. Yeah. I like it. Adam Rank, what's up? You got something for me or I no? do, yeah. Hold on. I had, okay. to, I had to write it down. Oh, you did? I want to make sure I don't miss anyone. Oh, wow. Because I, um, you know what? I'm going to start off with, uh, you guys watch The Bachelor, right? No. I'm going to no. give what? Absolutely. I, I mute every version Absolutely of The not. Bachelor and Bachelorette on Twitter, so it does not. That is the time. downfall of humanity. I'm going to give daps to wow. Kayla's mom, who, if I was if I was The Bachelor, I would give her the rose because she was <laughs> The mom. She was stunning. Okay. 
And at first, I thought she had a grill, and I'm like, this lady's amazing. <laughs> right. Now she had adult braces. Oh. But she didn't go Invisalign. She, she went braces. Went full actual braces. braces. And it looked Full great. braces. It looked great. It, it added to her charm. Did she have so. fake diamonds in there? No. That would have been, 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 been next level. That would have been next level. next level. I think she should be the next Bachelorette. Okay. I mean, I, she's married and whatever, and they can okay. get a quickie divorce or whatever. Sure. <laughs> it's TV. Who cares? <laughs> right. Who cares? Right. Uh, it's all do, fake anyways. I want to give – can I give depths to Sports Illustrated? Sure. Sure. Why not? Their they're, uh, swim city issue has become like whatever, but I do like that they, number one, went after uh, different type of models okay. to get a uh, different body shapes, mm-hmm. and they also – they have a great uh, illustrated version, which is of the Archer characters, ah. <laughs> which is awesome. So if you can go check that out. So they're doing great work. John Oliver's back. I think that's fantastic. It's uh, Our Sunday nights were not the same without him. I, everybody talks about, like, oh, I miss football. I miss John Oliver. That's the biggest. <laughs> and now that he's back, I'm good. Okay. Uh, daps to Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch for putting on probably the match. I don't know. I don't want to say the match of the night at Fastlane. But because the triple threat – Regardless of the outcome, and nobody wants Roman Reigns to win, that was a solid match. That was a that was a five star match, four star at least. But Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch have been going out and putting up great matches, and they're going to probably end up in a triple threat with Charlotte at WrestleMania. And I'm looking forward to that. Daps to New Girl. I I, I was late to the train on New Girl. I've been catching up over the last couple of years. Okay, fantastic show. Uh, I went to the theater over the weekend, so I want to give Daps to the cast of Wicked. I went nice. in. I went in thinking I wasn't going to enjoy this, but Did you, you know never what? seen it before. Never seen it before. Oh, I love didn't Wicked. know anything about it. It was my wife's uh, Christmas present, and we went, and I enjoyed it immensely. Marcus or James, have you guys seen Wicked? I have not seen negative. Wicked. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. So I got good. like legitimately a great, great performance and everything. I think you would enjoy it. And finally, my final daps. To the Los Angeles Rams, okay. who finally followed me. Yes. Did they? Yes. Oh. Did they? Hashtag yeah. follow rank was a success. I, I'm really? Not, I'm not going to say whether it was my scathing Facebook post about the Rams that uh, <laughs> pushed them over the top, or if they ever saw it, if they would unfollow me. I do partly think that they were doing the – because the Raiders did this too. Okay. The Raiders did the, if we follow him, he will probably shut up and stop saying terrible things about me. Okay. And it works. Oh, judging, okay. judging it by definitely James, works. Judging by James' reaction, I was waiting for him to say, you know, the Rams followed me for months. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> the best. No, no, no. Negative. No, no team follows me. Thank God. Not not a single one? Are no. you sure? I would I go am, through them. I bet one of them has. No, I don't think they do. Stop it. I'm, I'm, Rank, we're not all at your profile on Exactly, Twitter, bro. Right? Look, dude, we don't have, you know, 100,000 followers like you. Did you cross that. 100K? You know? I don't. I don't know what he's got. He's got a lot, though. You were at 90 or something, weren't you? That's he good. said 94 right now. Oh, oh, look at you trying to downplay it. Oh, I don't have 100. I don't have 100. I mean, in his defense, oh. we're not quite to the rounding up territory yet. But, James, what are you dabbing? Um, I will. Da- I think I'm l- uh, late to this train, but that's okay. Um, Aaron Gordon, who I thought just got absolutely robbed at the NBA dunk contest. Um, I know the other kid, Zach Levine from UCLA and the Minnesota Timberwolves, won it. <clears throat> and that's fine. He had a lot of great dunks. It was one of the best dunk contests that's what uh, I heard. in recent memory. There's no question about it. Uh, but, boy, Aaron Gordon had three of just, like— Was he the guy that did the one where he, like, kind of pushed himself off the mascot and went completely, yeah. like, yes. under his body? That yes. dunk was insane. It was incredible. It, watching it live, too, you're like, what? What did I just see? I mean, I couldn't wait for the replays. It was so insane, um, and and I thought he brought the house down. He got robbed. He should be the dunk champion. Can I say this? Too? That's okay. Go because ahead. Somebody unearthed the because everybody was like, "Well, this this is nothing compared to the '98." No, 2000. Was. 
No, no, no. The one with Jordan and Dominique. Oh, that was somebody 88. 88. We, 80, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, somebody went and pulled up the video because we had a meeting and somebody pulled up. The one in 88 looks like you're watching 1950s basketball <laughs> <laughs> compared to what these guys were what? doing. No. Oh, no. That's not true. It Here's does. what I'm going to tell doesn't. you. Don't go back. That is not true. The artistry is not nearly the same back then. Do not go back and watch the 88 dunk contest. It'll ruin your life. No, no, hold on. It's like going back and watching. I just watched this past week. Okay. The 88 one? Look, Dominique versus Jordan. It was terrible. They just did Dominique. Everyone else was bad. Everyone else was bad. They weren't. Everyone else. But that's ridiculous. That dude jumped over the mascot. (laughs) (laughs) And went under his legs. The dude in jeans who dunked. Who was trending over the week <laughs> over that weekend? He was better, dude. No. That was terrible. It no, was a it terrible thing. No, it was. They might as well have been dunking into Pete's baskets. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wearing newspapers on their sh- on their feet, whatever. Their shoes, whatever. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I, I won't even allow. Is that your only dap? No, I- I've got another okay, one. I, I-, I was going to also dap uh, Kimbo Slice Dada five thousand. Uh, Bellator over the weekend was was the height of silliness. Uh, it was ridiculous. I absolutely was dying of laughter. Uh, you know, Dada 5000, uh, I, I, he went to the hospital afterwards, so it took a little bit of the luster uh, of, the, uh, of the comedy out of it, but uh, apparently he's okay, so that's good, so I could still dap it. But Kimbo Slice, Dada 5000, was, I mean, literally the funniest fight I have ever seen in my entire life. I know a lot of people absolutely hated it, but I was laughing hysterically. Were you, were, you, were you supposed to be? No. <laughs> oh, is it not a comedy? No, it's not. A, this is. It, it's like when I was laughing during uh, Matrix Three. Uh, yeah. yeah that was like funny. I was laughing hysterically from Matrix Three. Like it was just there, ridiculous. There was a lot of unintentional comedy in the Matrix. Absolutely, hundred percent, and it was great. And that's what that's what Dada Five Thousand Kimbo Slice was. It was was the Matrix Three of. It was MMA the Matrix fights. Three of of MMA fights. If you haven't seen it, go try to find the highlights. It's absolutely hysterical. Um, actually, you can't even watch. See, the highlights don't do it justice. That's the thing. Got to find the whole fight because there are no highlights. Really, <laughs> there's no highlights. The low lights, then? Yeah, I guess. The lights. The lights. <laughs> Just find the, the lights, lights of it. Uh, if you can watch the fight in its entirety, it's 15 minutes long. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. Anyways, but that's it. Uh, we're, that's it for us for the Whiskey from Wisconsin. MG and Adam Rank. I'm James Coe. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, 
creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 